ladies, it's Brittany Brazel. The Lord has given me a passion for motherhood and homemaking. From that passion, a ministry has birthed no higher calling. There is no higher calling on my life than to be wife to Simeon and mama to my littles. I still have so much to learn, but as I continue to grow, it is my desire to share the truths God is teaching me. Hey ladies, welcome back to the No Higher Calling podcast. You are in for a special treat today as I get to do an interview with Crystal Payne, also known as Money Saving Mom. Uh, So listen in as we chat about her new book out, Time Saving Mom, and as she shares some of the foundational principles um, in her book, and really in her life, that has helped her um, enjoy her life more and also find time to get more done. So I'm assuming if you're a busy woman like me, uh, hearing enjoying your life and getting more done combined together might trigger your interest. So uh, keep listening on as Crystal joins me for this interview, and I pray that it is a blessing to you. Well, I am so excited to have Crystal Payne on the podcast today from Money Saving Mom. Crystal, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. It's such an honor to be here. You know, I think I was first introduced to you probably over a decade ago um, when my mom got your emails. And I remember clipping coupons, fast forward like over a decade now. Um, and you've just had such an impact on my life through your books and through your Instagram. Um, so do you want to introduce yourself a little bit and tell us what it is that you do and a little bit about your family? Yes, absolutely. So I can't believe a decade. That's amazing. <laughs> I mean, like, first of all, I just need to say thank you because I think truly every single person who is connected with me online, like the willingness to show up and be a part of the community, like that's a big deal. And um, so thank you. So yes, I'm Crystal Payne, founder of MoneySavingMom.com. My husband and I have been married for 20 years. We live in the Nashville, Tennessee area. We have six kids. They are 18, 16, 14, and then we had 10 years of secondary infertility. And then we have a three-year-old, a two-and-a-half-year-old, and a a one-year-old. Our two-and-a-half-year-old, we adopted from foster care in December. Um, he came to us at almost eight months old and had um, some really severe special needs. And um, we've just learned so much about Down syndrome and cleft lip and palate and feeding tube and all the things. And he has just been such a gift to our home and we can't imagine life without him. And um, I've also written a few books. Uh, this was my fifth book and I have a podcast called the Crystal Payne Show. Yeah, well, I love following your family because it has such a unique dynamic. Um, So my family, my brother and I were the oldest, and there was 10 years before a sister and 15 before a brother. Um, So we had that gap. So it's fun having the teenagers and then having the little ones. I've loved watching uh, your foster care journey and adopting your little boy um, and all of that. Your love-centered parenting book, I could not recommend uh, enough. That has been so great. Um, But that's not what the one we're going to talk about on this episode. We're going to talk about The Time-Saving Mom, which is your newest book. Um, And I read it a few months ago, and it was so good. I loved um, kind of the the tagline, the subtitle, How to Juggle a Lot, Enjoy Your Life, and Accomplish What Matters Most. Um, I'm a mom of four. They're all six and under. And that just, like, spoke to me. I'm juggling a lot. And uh, often I feel like I don't get past the juggle a lot. Um, But when you brought in the enjoy life and do what matters most, I was like, yes, I need this. Um, And so that's really kind of what we're going to talk about. 
in your book, you kind of have this four-step plan. But the first step, the, I think the foundational thing, was starting your day with God. And what you had to say in your book about that was so uh, so good, so solid, and so helpful in my life. Um, so that's really what I want to have you share about on the podcast. So what does it look like for you to start your day with God, and why is that so important? I really feel like the last four years, God has stretched me beyond what I feel humanly capable of and just really taken me to a place where I have to rely upon him. And you talked about how we're foster parents. Um, Four weeks before we had our biological three-year-old, we also said yes to fostering a little boy straight from the NICU. And so we had two newborns in 2020. Um, He was with us for eight (laughs) months. And Wow was such a journey for me of learning to relinquish my control because it was the first time in my life where I really had felt like I had zero control. Like someone else was making the decisions for his future, for whether it was safe for him to go back with his mom or not. And we just had to live one day at a time. And so it's 2020 when everyone, you know, the world is turned upside down, but also mm-hmm little microcosm of a world was turned upside down as well because every single day we were just having to trust God and love this little boy as our own, but also be willing to let him go. And he ultimately mm-hmm. been reunified with his mom eight and a half months later. And it's been this beautiful journey of us getting to then walk with her and love her. And you talked about having four kids. A lot of times <laughs> we have him, we um, are child care for his mom. And so we have four mm-hmm. little Lots. I'm right there. (laughs) I know it's like, there's just not enough hands and not enough brain for this. Um, Yes. God is so faithful. And again, then with um, us saying yes to fostering David, they dropped him off in the middle of the night and brought boxes of medical supplies in with him and literally said to me, I don't know what these are for. Um, we haven't wow. tracked down his doctors. We know he has a lot of specialists that he's working with. We know he has a surgery coming up. There's just a lot we don't know. And we're just mm-hmm. trying to figure it out. And again, it was that just, I was completely out of, you know, it was outside of my control. And so yeah. really for me, starting my day with God is me having that posture of, God, I can't do this in and mm-hmm. of own strength and do it well. So I need to rely upon you. But I love what Allie Worthington in her book, Standing Strong, she talks about how we have a supernatural superpower inside of us that supercharges us because we have God's spirit in us. But mm-hmm. so, and we don't tap into that because we're just trying to white knuckle our way through life on our own. And so for me, it's that understanding, that deep, deep understanding of I don't have to do this on my own. And I can mm-hmm. thank God into my day to give me the strength and the energy that I need to do what he's called me to do. Yeah, that's great. I have realized, I don't think there's anything quite as sanctifying as motherhood. It brings out the best. It brings out the worst. Um, but if anything, it has made me realize I'm so dependent upon the Lord. So I know you have, you know, teens, littles, all these different things going on. And I think that question that I get most when we talk about, you know, trying to spend time with the Lord and have that devotional time, and that looks different for everybody. Um, But I think the most practical question that I get all the time is, where's the time? (laughs) Where's the time for it? Often littles are up before you are. Uh, The day just slams you in the face with the tasks required. Um, so what would, what advice would you give for that? 
Well, first off, I think it comes down to priorities. Like if Mm -hmm. it's important to you, you will find a way to make it happen. If it's not really important to you, you're going to find an excuse. And so Mm -hmm. you have time to be listening to podcasts, to be scrolling on your phone, reading about other people's lives that maybe you don't even know who they are. Probably will have a little bit of time to spend in God's word. And this is not about guilt tripping anyone. It's just the reality of so often we can say, I don't have time when actually what we're saying is I'm choosing to spend my time differently. And that can be a good thing or a bad thing. Like, how are you choosing to spend your time? If you say you don't have time for this one thing, well, then what are you choosing to prioritize? And is it in line with where your heart really is? And so as a Christian, for me, I need God. Like I cannot do this life on my own, in my own strength without just, if I'm going to try to do it on my own strength, I'm going to feel exhausted. I'm going to feel stressed. And for me, when that, when I feel that stress rising up, that's always an indication that I'm trying to control and micromanage some things on my own and I'm not relying upon the Lord. And so practically Mm -hmm. speaking, I think I really try to encourage women that it's not supposed to look a certain way. It's all about your heart. Heart. So starting from that heart. And so it's going to look different in different seasons. Like you talked about, I remember when I had two little ones and it was just a very stretching season for me because I had had one and I'd felt like, how does anybody have two children? I can't even imagine that feels like so much. There's no way I have time to have two children. And then I have my <laughs> and it felt like when my feet hit the floor, my day just started and there were, it was just people needing me all day long. Someone was always calling mommy or both, you know, it was like both of them needed me at once. And so what I would do is I would literally get out of bed, go to the bathroom and I would pull out the daily light. And this is a devotional that just has straight scripture and it's morning and evening readings. And I would read that. I went to the bathroom in the morning. I had like two minutes and then I would (laughs) That's what I did. And, and so I think giving yourself permission that it's not like it needs to be 30 minutes. It's about your heart. And that's amazing if you have 30 minutes. And some days I do now, but other days it's these little tiny moments and it just captures little tiny moments. And it's making choices of instead of picking up my phone, I'm going to pick up that devotional book that I'm reading. Instead of, you know, scrolling, I'm going to just pick up my Bible and open it up and read a little bit. Or instead of turning on that podcast, I'm going to turn on worship music. And so just those little choices throughout the day of us filling up our mind. We can also put scripture around our house. You know, when you have a minute write down a verse that just is meaningful to you, put it as the lock screen on your phone, put it on your bathroom mirror, just that reminder. And also prayer is something that we can do anytime, anywhere. Now, I don't recommend closing your eyes while you're driving on the road. (laughs) Praying while, you know, for me, a lot of times when I'm pushing my kids in strollers out on a walk or I'm walking on the treadmill and I'm praying, or sometimes it's when I'm showering or when I'm driving to somewhere, anytime that my brain is free, but my, my, my hands might be busy with something I can be praying. And so praying over my day is something that has been so helpful of just starting my of acknowledging, God, here's what is on my to-do list. Here are the activities that are coming up. Here's what's heavy on my heart. Here's what I'm feeling overwhelmed by and asking God to 
multiply my time, asking him to multiply my energy, asking him to go before me when I have that conversation or that podcast interview or a meeting with that friend or need to have that talk with that child or need to address something, just asking for God to go before me and give me what I need, give me the strength, give me the energy. And he is so faithful. Yeah. Well, I love that. And I'm so glad that you brought up that about praying through your day, bringing God into those details, because I think out of all the many takeaways I took from your book, um, that has been the one that just stood out and that I've worked so hard to implement. Um, you know, I had, I had a prayer life and a prayer journal and things that I was working through, but the idea of that morning praying through every detail of my day, I hadn't really thought about it in that way. Um, So since reading your book, I have started doing that in the mornings, and I love those couple minutes with the Lord of just going through my day, um, and it, it feels like I bring Him into all of those details with me, and I, as I go throughout my day, I just feel His presence so much more because I did that in the morning. I brought Him into that. I brought Him into those details. And stuff is going to arise that I would never have expected to pray for, you know. Um, But I also love that as I'm thinking, okay, you know, so we homeschool. And as I'm praying that morning, you know, I'm remembering yesterday. And, you know, we had this go wrong or that go wrong or I failed in this way. So I'm praying then for those things. And I see God meet me in the details of my day. And that is so encouraging to my faith that he cares. He cares about, you know, my my meal prep and trying to stretch the budget. He cares about my homeschooling and, and all the little things throughout my day. I love that. That was just such a powerful part of your book that really helped me so much. Hmm. Well, for me, it is also that time for us to just stop and be still like starting our day instead of just rushing into whatever is the next thing, just taking a few minutes. And you know, if this is something that feels really foreign to you, you can even set an alarm on your phone as a reminder. Um, I know John Eldridge has the pause app. I've never actually used it, but I've heard where he just has these alarms that just remind you to stop and pause and release whatever you're carrying to the Lord. I like to pray over each child. So just by you know, praying for my husband and then praying individually for each child. And when I do that, there's something about it kind of will oftentimes remind me of something. Oh, I, you know, have just kind of, I'm carrying this heavily for them, or I know they're struggling with this, or they have this thing going on today. And so it just is that stop and pray for whatever they also have going on in their day, whatever they're carrying as well. And it will remind me, Like you talked about, maybe I need to circle back around to a conversation we had the day before. Maybe I need to go back and ask forgiveness because I didn't handle that well. And I just feel like stopping to do that kind of just recenters my heart and also Mm -hmm. helps realize what are those things that I'm carrying that I'm holding on tightly to that I need to release. And so to stop and do that so I can release whatever it is that I'm carrying that I might not realize I'm even carrying except for taking that pause to do that. And it can, you know, this doesn't have to be this 15 minute thing. Oftentimes this morning, I literally prayed over my day while I was taking my shower. And, you know, so Mm -hmm. it's just while we are doing life to just stop and be praying um, while you're washing dishes, while you're folding clothes, just taking that time to pray. And also, you know, you talked about those unexpected things that come up. I talk about flare prayers in the book. Mm -hmm. And yes, 
where there are just things that will come up that a child will say something or you're feeling irritated or there's something that comes up with a friend or some, you know, just difficult thing that comes up that you feel like, what do I do? And instead of just trying to, in your own strength, try to figure it out, remember, you have God's spirit in you. Lean on that. So shoot up a flare prayer. God, help me in this moment. I don't know how to have this conversation. I don't know what to say to this child. I'm feeling irritable. Give me your energy. Give me your strength. Help me to have love for this child. Help me to have kindness. And our kids watching us do that, I, I think of... Sometimes when our child, one of my kids will be, maybe they've lost something and they're frustrated because they can't find it. And I'll say, did you stop and pray? Or I'll say, can I pray with you about this thing? And so teaching them also what it looks Mm -hmm. like by upon Jesus, by our modeling and them seeing that and, you know, me praying for something and then seeing God's answer to that prayer and then being able to say, thank you. Jesus. And to be able to tell our kids also when we've prayed specific prayers for them and we see God answer that mm-hmm. to be able to know, like, I prayed that for you this morning and look how God answered and how faithful he was. That's so wonderful. Um, you know, and, and I think when you were saying that about the flare prayers and just keeping that conversation going with God throughout the day, I thought of the verse pray without ceasing. Um, and I remember, you know, years ago when I read that, I just thought, what, how is that ever going to happen? I, you know, I can't pray all the time. Um, but as I've gotten older, I've realized that doesn't look like being on my knees, just me and God 24 seven. That looks like, like you said, bringing him into life when things happen in that moment, instead of panicking instead of, like you said, carrying things that maybe we were never intended to carry casting that on the Lord and just having that continual communication because, you know, it's that way with my husband. If I think of something, I shoot him a text. If he's there, we just chit chat all throughout the day um, because that relationship's important to me and um, special. How much more so with the Lord just Mm -hmm. to keep that a constant. And I really think that that can be the hinge pin here between, you know, bridging that gap between getting a lot done and feeling like you're spinning your wheels and then getting a lot done and finding the joy in it is when your dependency is on Christ, you're casting your cares on Christ and you're bringing him in to, to every moment of every day with you and relying on his strength. Yes, I absolutely agree. And it's that you then are anticipating, like you're going throughout your day, anticipating those answers to prayer. You're looking for how God is going to show up and be faithful. And I think of before I step into any situation to start with prayer. And so even like, as I'm opening up my laptop for this podcast interview, just shooting up a flare prayer, God, just speak through me on this podcast interview before I step into a door to go have a conversation or to go meet a friend or to go do anything or to write something or whatever it is to stop and pray. And just that reminder of, I'm not doing this in my own strength. I don't have Mm -hmm. to do my own strength. And it just, for me, infuses me with so much extra energy, extra inspiration, and also this extra excitement because I'm looking for the faithfulness of God in my life because I have prayed for it. So now I'm anticipating it. Well, I would assume too that it gives purpose, so much of, of a deeper purpose to the everyday tasks of your day. 
If you are bringing God in, if you have that heart of expectancy, and it's not just coffee with a friend. Now it's God, how can I encourage? How can I be a blessing? Um, it's not just game night with the family. It's, hey, let's connect. Let's reach hearts. Um, just bringing that. So that kind of br- branches me to the next question. So when you put this emphasis in your life, when you're starting your day with God, when you're communicating with Him in prayer, uh, and you kind of touched on this a little bit, but do you find yourself serving more from a place of peace then? Uh, than just kind of that running the rat race of life. Mm, absolutely. And, you know, you talked about the subtitle of the book being how to juggle a lot, enjoy your life and accomplish what matters most. And I really feel like prayer is that foundational piece. Mm-hmm. It is the the tone of my heart. It's like the posture and the way, what I'm leading with is no longer mm-hmm. about me or my agenda. It's about Christ and about other people seeing God in me and loving others with the love that he's given me. And just like, I want to be the vessel that when someone bumps into me, I'm so filled up with God's spirit Mm -hmm. that it's going to spill out onto them. And so I think about that a lot, that these, the interruptions that happen during my day are not truly interruptions. Mm -hmm. They're divine. And so it gives me that kind of fuel for if I'm interacting with anyone that to look them in the eye and to just take the little bit of extra time that it takes to just care individually about that person, because I want them to feel God's presence and God's love through me. So I just feel like it gives me so much more enthusiasm for my life. And then so many more opportunities that you once would have, you know, like you said, it's just, it's coffee with the friend, or it's just, you know, needing to have this conversation with a child or I'm driving somewhere, but no, it's not that anymore. It's like this divine, holy work that I'm doing that is God's work. Um, I did a lot of research a few years ago on the temple, and this is kind of an interesting thing, but um, researching with a Greek and Hebrew scholar and all about how really the tabernacle was kind of like this portal to heaven, and the Holy of Holies was the portal to heaven. And then when we fast forward to the New Testament, and we are the temple of God. And so We should be like little portals to heaven for every single person who comes in contact with us. And because we have the Holy of Holies, we have the Holy Spirit in us. And so Mm -hmm. just thinking of that as I go throughout my day, what an opportunity to get to interact and show Jesus to every single person that I come in contact with, that they get a little piece of heaven Mm -hmm. on earth through me. Well, that is just so beautiful and so powerful, really, that the God of the universe desires to use us in that way. And that is just, that's amazing. And, you know, I think in all of this, also thinking of it from, you know, the Bible talks so much about God being our heavenly father. Um, how much does he delight in us just holding hands with him? throughout our day. You know, I'm thinking of my husband to my children. He loves walking through their day with them. You know, but God is our perfect heavenly father. And I have to think of the joy that it brings him when we lean on him in this way. You know, I, in wrapping up here, I, I am a Christian. God is everything to me. Um, and I knew you were a Christian. I knew that's so evident. I mean, you say that about being a portal to heaven. It's evident all over you, everything that you do and share. Um, but I'll be honest when I picked up time saving mom, New York times bestselling book, I was a little surprised that the first step of your four step plan 
was this. You know, I expected to jump right into, you know, uh, tackling schedules or, you know, finding more room in your couch, something like that. Um, But as I read through the book and as, you know, I got my priorities right, I realized this is exactly where you should start. Um, Because as a Christian, I feel like if you start anywhere else, you're setting yourself up for failure. This is the way to really set yourself up for success in this area. Um, So it's just, it was so good. I can't recommend your book enough. Uh, Do you want to give maybe just a little sneak peek at kind of what is, what, you know, what comes after this portion of setting your day up with the Lord? Yes, it was funny. So we had a lot of conversations in the writing of the book because I really wanted to start with this foundation. And yeah. my publisher and editor, they're like, well, but people are going to be expecting a lot of practical stuff. And so <laughs> if you just give them all of this, you know, and that's all you give them the first two chapters, they're going to feel like, well, where's the practical stuff? And so we actually kind of wove it into the first chapter where I tease what is coming because I, I also believe that, yes, let's be intentional with our days practically yes. as well. But this foundation is so important. And so I also talk about priorities and my six times two priority system, which honestly Mm. really goes hand in hand with this posture of prayer. Yes. When you have that foundation of reliance upon God, it's going to change your priorities and it's going to change how you approach and what is important to you. But I talk Mm -hmm. about how I have six priority areas that I wrap my time and my life and my energy around, but I only focus on two per day. And this frees me up so much to be able to be fully present in those areas instead of feeling like wherever I am, I need to be five other places and I'm really dropping the ball. I'm intentionally choosing to focus in on just a few areas and then rotate the areas that I focus on throughout the week. So that over the course of a week, I have hopefully, ideally spent at least two intentional days in Mm -hmm. each priority areas. And so that's been really helpful for me. After prioritize, then it is plan. And I talk about my hybrid planning system, which I use Google Calendar to brain dump everything that comes into my head. When we get all of those thoughts and to-dos and tasks and reminders out of our brain and into a safe place, it frees up our brains. Have a lot more just space to be able to think and to breathe and to be fully focused on the person in front of us. And so it really helps me prioritize as well. So Mm -hmm. I use Google And then every night before I go to bed, I write out a time block to-do list for the next day. So I put specific times at for specific tasks and really try to focus on the most important things first and early on in the day. And then pad that time block to-do list with a lot of breathing room and margin because Mm -hmm. there are going to be interruptions, but I'm going to view them as divine appointments and opportunities. And when I have the space that I planned for those then when it happens, it's not this frustrating thing that just makes everything feel like, well, you're just ruining my plan, but no, mm-hmm. I actually paid for this. And so it allows me to be able to step into those and have a lot of a lighter spirit and not feel stressed by it and to be able to fully focus as well. Mm-hmm. But my, my time block to do this is kind of like my budget for my time. And when you have a budget of your money, your money goes further. Same with your time when you're intentional and you pre-decide your priorities and then you time block it. It allows you to just feel like you have more time and be a lot more intentional yes. with your time. And then the last section of the book, I talk about plan and I'm sorry, I talk about prep and prepping is really not only prepping 
through a morning and an evening routine and prepping your space to be intentional with your time in your life, but also mental prep, because I feel like so often that's the thing that's missing. We can set up all these great routines, but if we don't mentally prep by really taking ownership of our life and not blame shifting and not being a victim by saying, I don't have time, but instead I'm choosing to spend my time differently. And also mm-hmm. really looking at our life as I get to versus I have to and having that gratitude mindset. And then finally, just that recognition that feelings often follow action. And so let's start acting as if we feel a certain way, acting as if we're a more organized person or acting as if we're a more disciplined person, instead of just sitting there and waiting or making excuses, let's get up and action and feelings often follow action. Yes. Well, I know you said in your book that the little choices we make each day can change the trajectory of our lives. And I love that because life is just little choices. You know, we got the big ones every now and then, but usually it's just the daily little things here and there. Um, But that really is impactful. I mean, you said again and again, intentional, intentionality. I mean, I think that's what comes in to play here. If, if you want more time and if you want to enjoy it, you've got to be intentional about it. And I think sometimes um, at first that might mean uh, pulling back, slowing down. So you have time to, what are my priorities? Um, you know, what, what does my time schedule need to look like? Um, but then that sets you up at a place that you, you can better work from and serve from. And so, Crystal, this has just been so encouraging. It's been such a joy to get to chat with you and to share you with the podcast listeners. Um, But thank you so much. I'll be sure to link down in the comments your book and all your social media where people can find you. Um, But thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much. This was so wonderful to get to share with you.